amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Love Talk Radio. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Scatter Chatter. This is part two of our show from yesterday. Yeah. What up, Will? What's up, man? This is Will93, man, and I'm glad you guys are hanging out with us, uh, vibing with us. Please, uh, before we get started, I want you to leave your messages, your comments, your concerns, your questions, any kind of statements. We want to interact with you guys. We want to mesh with you guys. Uh, we want to interact with the experience, so please, please, make sure you leave some comments, some questions, some concerns. Oh, yeah, and by the way, if you guys, if you guys uh, before we continue, uh, I wanted to let you guys know that yesterday's show, I gave you guys my word, and I was going to put up some links to some places where you guys could help out, or you can send those links out to your friends that may yep. not know necessarily how to help. I'm going to put more links up that I have for today's show uh, of links yeah. places where you can donate, uh, petition, all that. Um, and if I miss anything, you can send me some stuff too. I'll, I'll give you guys my um, my IG direct. Uh, you can hit me up at Just Ray Unplugged. That's J-U-S-S-R-A-Y-U-N-E-L-U-G-G-E-D. That's Just Ray Unplugged, J-U-S-S-R-A-Y-U-N-P-L-U-G-G-E-D. L-U-G-G-E-D, at IGDM me. If you have a link that you want me to post up, I'll post it up on this episode. Um, yeah, and then we'll just go forward. So, yeah, with that being said, Willie Will, what's crack Layton? Man, um, we, it was so interesting we had to do a part two. So let's get to that one moment. Uh-oh, um, did we lose you? Man, well, no, it's more the same. It's just, I don't know if you heard about it, bro. Have you heard about the George Floyd challenge? You're going to have to repeat yourself. Are you in a place, you know you, know you need to get in a good place in your room. I can't hear you, bro. <laughs> man, you know, I'm, I'm frozen over here, man. But um, the one thing that we're going to talk about is the George Floyd challenge. Please say you heard I have not heard, I've of heard about the Floyd Challenge. Yeah. No, I, I haven't. It's not going to be good. The George Floyd Challenge. Okay. There are some people out there who are imitating the police officer on the uh, the knee on George Floyd. They are imitating mm. that action. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, they're imitating the action, and they're brave enough to put it on social media. 
So are these people of non-color? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Uh, yes, they I, are. They're not really. Yeah. That. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let me say that again to everyone. On yeah, Gatter, I, don't, I don't even know how. I don't even have words for that, bro. I'm man, gonna let you just. Uh, I'm just let that hang look, out, and then maybe our callers crazy. will talk about that later. I don't. I got it's, nothing it's for crazy. that. <laughs> I'm putting it back out in the universe. I'm letting everyone know that I know about this. Again, for those on the Scatter Chatter podcast and those friends who are watching me right now on Facebook Live, if you're not aware of this, there are some individuals who are imitating the act of that police officer on George Floyd's neck. They're imitating that, and they're taking pictures of it, and they're placing it on social media. I had to say it again, because I was confused. I was confused. Actually, I was more disappointed than I was confused, because I was like, really? Are we really doing that right now? It, I, I will tell you this, Ray. I was so angry yesterday after the, um, the show had finished up. And some friends sent me the pictures. And I was like, this can't be. This cannot be happening. Right, what is the world coming to? What is it coming to? What are we going to do on this, man? Uh, I, 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 I got nothing. <laughs> people going to do what they want to do, man. I figure just deal with the people that want to. They want to do the right thing, and the others, you know, just let them do what they're going to do. Like, like not like I like I told a friend of mine, and a friend of mine told me, it's like not everybody's going to make it. Not everybody is about that life. Just deal with the people that are. That's, that's the honest truth, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my words together. I'm trying to get a better understanding. I'm really trying to see what those who believe copying this was, it's not a protest. It's not a stand of solidarity. It's it's taunting. It's like, look, I have the freedom of expression. I will agree to disagree with all those people who are doing the civil unrest and the protest and rioting and the looting. I don't care. I'm going to make fun of what you idolize by copying. Yeah, but also you have to give consideration to one thing that maybe, I don't think, maybe you haven't given thought to. You know, maybe somebody, like, probably paid someone to start that trend. And then, you know, just to, like, taunt people and get, to keep the, the fuels and the fumes going. Bro, I don't know. For to those distract, people who to distract domino, them whatever else going on. For those of you who play dominoes, there's a phrase that we've used that says, all money ain't good money. <laughs> and if we're going to use that narrative, Trust me. Trust me. If you believe 
that making a joke of this man losing his life, if that's your end game right now, you need to find another game to play. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I think it doesn't really carry any weight, especially if it's somebody that's non-black. They're just like, it's not going to happen to me, and it never will. So it's like, who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of like, kind of fucked up to say that. But they'll go to work, or they'll try to employ those very same people to do the work for them. But do that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But like, like anything else, it'll get, it'll catch up to them. You know? Yeah. Um. I remain hopeful that it is because because they're feeling really comfortable in their own space to do this. They yeah. really are. Uh-huh. There's, there's no feeling or sense of consequence, and that was the same thing with those police officers. They, they didn't feel a sense of consequence for the action. They didn't feel any remorse towards the loss of life. They didn't feel any empathy for George or anyone else mm-hmm. who was around mm-hmm. witnessing a murder in progress by the very police force or the, the very people that we are asking to protect and serve. That's that's a real, well, a real deal, right? Yes, sir. Hey, Ray, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm here. Cool. Y'all got a partner us right now. I'm in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Are you I'm in Nashville, Angeles. And um, might be having some technical difficulties, but we're going to get there. And uh, for right, those on Facebook, who've um, just joined in, thank you guys for hanging in, coming, um, coming on board as we're doing part two of yesterday's show. Um, we were discussing the civil unrest um, nationwide, worldwide. We were also discussing um, what we would see in um, or what we require in black leadership um, and what that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that the the, uh, the, yeah. the new application for the new black leader because we don't really have any. I mean, I mean, granted, there's I mean, fair comes out there. I can't think of anybody else right now. I mean, Obama's time has passed. Who else is there? Well, um, we talked about um, we talked about um, black leadership, what that may look like, and I said that we need to come out with a job application or criteria so more like. If someone was looking for a job as black leadership, we need to give them some requirements, some prerequisites. So that um, we just don't have any group of people out there just guiding um, the youth in the wrong direction. Right. So for those of you who didn't uh, catch the show yesterday, I had threw out some things that I believe, and this is just me, things that I believe that would be necessary um, to see a successful resolve from the unrest that have been happening. Okay. I said, we to, I said we needed to have a review board, um, a community review board. It is together with the Internal Affairs Department within the police department so that people are able to oversee the ones who are overseeing the police department. 
we need to gain some trust, and in order to gain some trust, we need some representation. That was one. Two, right. we need to have legislation that will build a reform nationwide, whether it's approved mm-hmm. on the city, state, federal level. It needs to be something that's in place that says, okay, this is how all of the ships are going to move. They're going to move in one direction. So it doesn't matter whether or not you're in Maine and Vermont or if you're in Oregon and California. The fact still remains is the law will be the law of the land, and then all ships will move in that direction. Right. The third thing that I was looking at was the district attorney. The district attorney's office is the office that will make decisions on whether or not people in situations will make it to trial. They collect evidence from the police department. They, they formulate that into a game plan, and then they present that in court. Okay. So that is, that is what I'm looking at with the district attorney's office because he or she, whoever's in that office, can make the determination of how that investigation, how that trial goes into play. And okay. on top of that, I need them to remove the grand jury concept. With a grand jury concept, what it does is it's a private court session. The, the transcripts are kept secret. The jury is kept secret. The testimony is kept secret. And they're, they're the ones who are making the determination of whether or not there's enough evidence for this to go to trial. That is what the grand jury does. What I have found out, and I, and I urge everyone who has access to Netflix to go into the Innocence File. Check out that, that, um, that show, several different series, and what they were were crime after crime after crime after crime of where someone who has spent some jail time, decades, years of, of jail time, for crime that they didn't one of those segments showed where there was grand jury testimony that was accidentally put in with regular evidence. And it showed, in some cases, where the people who were on that grand jury should not have been there. The whole concept of how the grand jury works should not even exist. So let's say, for an example, I am a judge. And I go to I go to Ray, who is a police officer. He's in law enforcement. And I say, Ray, I need you to go out and get um, 11 more jurors. Ray may go out and get 11 more police officers in. Everything is secret with a grand jury. So you have no idea who you're dealing with. If you come in plain clothes, they look like just you. Mm-hmm. And they are the can actually make the determination of whether or not it goes to trial. Mm-hmm. So, if I have four police officers, excuse me, if I had four police officers, they go to a grand jury um, situation, and I'm able to be the judge to say, go out and get more jurors, and they get 11 more or 12 police officers. Those 12 police officers can say that there's not enough evidence, even if there is evidence. They can say, they can mm-hmm. make a judgment that there's not enough evidence. 
and those four police officers could have gone free. We can't have that. Okay. So I, I think that might like go to like a point that I w- wanted to bring up yesterday was about voting. Okay. Like a lot of a lot of people are talking about going out and voting. That's cool and all, but for like you know the millennials and anybody that doesn't understand politics, like I think we need to work on defining what that means. Like what does it mean to to vote and what does the legislative board or the legislative branch of our, you know, government system, what does that look like? Like from the DA to the governor to the councilman and how we can make effective change through each one of those branches. Like, cause a lot of people just like voting, that shit can get skewed like at any time, you know, for whatever reason. So it's like, how can I make a difference if I, can I just go to talk to the councilman and get something going? Can I grab my group of people, my tribe and like formulate some type of like proposal of some sort to like make some change and reform for the my local police department or something like that. So I think that probably needs to be worked on and then just like taking the time to understand politics. And I think like the, the older generation, they understand politics, but maybe more so understanding it even more so they can teach it to the younger kids so that the younger kids can talk amongst themselves and figure out how it works and then get out and vote as opposed to just making like voting decisions or not voting, but at least they have the knowledge to, to vote or to make change. I think that's key and that's critical. Because okay. it's one thing to just say, don't vote for Trump, vote for Biden, but you're like, okay, yeah, the choice is obvious, but why? And then there's other choices in the voting booth, in the voting ballot. Like, like you get to vote for the district attorney, who's the next governor, or when those those primary dates are, or when do I get to vote for my next councilman, or when do I get to vote for the next, like, what does that all mean? Like, what does the ballot look like, or how should I be doing that? Like, demos of that kind of thing going on. Not just say, hey, go up, get out there and vote. Yeah, okay, the obvious choice, we got that. But what about the the other steps like behind that that can create change? Because otherwise, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna check off the obvious box, and then I'm gonna okay. guess the rest of them because I have to read a bunch of information that I really don't. Like most people don't even read anyway, right? You got, well, you got I don't, I don't want to put everyone in a box and say um, people don't read. I didn't say people. I said most people don't. Like you get, you got like 160 characters to keep somebody's attention, right? So it's like you got 160 characters probably on the ballot that you got to read. That most people just like, I don't, I don't have time for this. I'm gonna check this one box, and then I'm just gonna like guess the other because I don't know who these people are. So it's like mm-hmm. taking the time amongst your families, your friends, and peers to educate yourself on like who's on the ballot. Like going to the websites or just having the conversations about that. I think we did that in February. We started that conversation about that. So, well, okay. I mean, so being a little bit more well, thorough, and just like saying to, to just do something. Like, let's be a little bit more thorough on that side. Well, okay, all right. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with a blanket statement first, and then I'm going to go real specific. The blanket statement is, I don't know in what year civics had been casted out as a class in schools. Um, okay. I, might, I might be dating myself by telling people that when I was in high school, when I was in junior high, 
we had civics. And civics okay. just was an education and just saying, okay, this is how government works. This is how yeah. this is how the law of the land works in my particular part of the land. Right. That will tell you about your district attorney. It tells you about your um, your councilman, um, your assemblyman, um, for those who have an alderman, um, um, and that takes you all the way up to um, to senator, president. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think the real thing is the first thing and foremost, you may not know about because you haven't made yourself educated to the process. Mm-hmm. This is a case where ignorance is not broken. So whether you are a millennial and I don't want to put and I don't want to put all millennials in the same box because there mm-hmm. are some some intelligent, bright uh, millennials who do the research, who do the work and understand the situation because they start to act. I don't believe that all millennials are just glued to their cell phones, and that is their world. I don't believe that all millennials are that bad. But with that also being said, there is a sense of responsibility for both young and old to be educated as far as far how the process works. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't always know how a grand jury works, but through time and research and education. I was self-taught on that. Right. I don't know. I wouldn't know what your what your alderman does versus what your city councilman does. But if you take time out to do the work and, and educate yourself, if I'm going to go out and protest, I need to know what I'm protesting for. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when I hear the words "no justice, no peace," I'm like, okay, what does justice look like to you? Right. Because, because you know, common sense ain't so common. And so, again, yeah. to my people on Facebook, thank you guys for hanging out, uh, coming out and visiting with me and my man, Just Ray, as we're taping um, Scatter Chatter right now. I know most of you guys would normally see me playing some music and vibing, but today, talking about something that I believe I can honestly say has rocked everyone's core. The, the defenseless nonchalant, uh, disrespectful way in which George Floyd was, was killed by, right. by people in positions that we pay and hope and pray that they protect and serve us. He had lost his life to them, and we're frustrated. And so there's a different day and different time. And so, again, for those who are just joining, we had part one to this series yesterday as we were talking about, well, what does successful unrest look like? What is our end game? Is it about mm-hmm. just walking? So to me, without having an end game, without having a game plan, you're just getting out the cardio. You're just right. walking. You know what I'm saying? And, okay, if someone says turn left, we turn left on this street and we keep going. So, you know, let's let's have – Let's have our bullet points together. Let's have our dialogue together before we even start making the, the steps. But like I said, all it is is good exercise at the end of the day. And so with that being said, today, as we were doing part two to this series, um, I jumped on saying that 
there are some people out in the world right now who decided to do a George Floyd challenge. And and I was explaining it to Ray. Ray wasn't even aware of it. But there's a George Floyd challenge in which people are actually imitating a police officer on the neck of George Floyd taking a picture. Taking a picture. And then putting it on social media. Mm. That's so disrespectful. You had no regard for that man and his life being taken. And on top of that, you look at it as a joke. You can't be just mm. kidding with something like that. People are being arrested. People yeah. are fighting against police right now. I said this yesterday. The Jewish community was out in in Los Angeles in solidarity with the protesters. And I've never seen the Jewish community come out at a civil unrest. Ever. My 50 years of life, half of that was done in Los Angeles. And I saw the Jewish community, and I commend them. I commend them for it, being in solidarity and protesting for this injustice. Also, also, Ray, I mentioned about the Amish. <laughs> the Amish <laughs> in Minneapolis. Again, a whole other group. I've never, ever, 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 ever have seen them again. They were out singing. They were out singing as protesters were going by. And it sounded great. Uh, on another side note, they were out there. And I was joking with Ray. I was like, do they even have electricity? Do they have TV? I mean, in my, you know, me being naive, I'm like, you know, they do great woodwork and they live to themselves. They don't have cars. You know what I'm saying? So that's crazy. Well, I'm sorry. I, I want. I actually took the time to watch one of the reality shows that had Amish in it, and they have. There's different sects of Amish where it's like they have electricity, and some of them have cars. So those are people oh, really? I saw. And they probably spread the yeah. They spread the word, and they're just like, oh shit, no, <laughs> hell no. Okay. okay, so we got gangs Amish out there. Let's shout yeah. out to Amish. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't. I, I mean, at this day and time, you guys, um, it, it it's a great thing that you have all of these ethnic backgrounds, all these different people of color, non-color, young and old. They're out there. They're out there, so, and everyone's getting fed up, and everyone is. It, you have. It, it's called arms. It was a call for so and, um, We should uh, wow. maybe. I really am. Maybe like back up a minute. Like when we were talking about about uh, the the new leadership application form. Like, what kind of criteria do you think the new leadership should have? Um, black leadership. Um, I don't know if you're what is, catapulted what is it like I don't know if you're you're catapulted into that position or if 
your um, your persona demands that you be in that leadership. I don't believe that Martin Luther King Jr. said, yo, I'm going to answer the call for being the, the voice or the, the face of the civil rights movement. But mm-hmm. I think he had a certain kind of charisma and courage and support of those others that he was in that position. Mm-hmm. And that and that's to be commended. Sometimes, sometimes you don't find leadership. Leadership finds you. Okay. And that's big. That's real big, y'all. Um, so what about as far as like politically, like you know, sponsors should they just be one? They should be their own self-sufficient and only be supported by like black banks, like just. All like black on black on black, like blackity black, everything, along with a high moral standard and a high standard for integrity and keeping all people's inclusive, including the letter community. I hate to say it like that, but I can't remember all the letters. I'm sorry, y'all. No offense. Uh, I believe is, we still is, that, is that what we're looking for? Like what, like, what other criteria am I missing here? Um... The first thing, and I don't know how many, how people are religious or not, but I believe that the I believe that people should be Christ-like. I believe that when you're looking at leadership, and it doesn't matter what color, I believe that it, it comes down to being someone who is about being a servant to the people, and not necessarily to their own personal interests. Mm-hmm. I believe that if it was about Martin Luther King Jr.'s personal interests, we wouldn't be talking about him today. Um, if it was about Malcolm X and his personal interests, or Huey um, Newton, or Medgar Evers, um, 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 Nelson Mandela, uh, Stephen Biko, um, if Gandhi, uh, you know, so. I believe that you should be a Christ-like individual. I believe that you should ultimately care about your brother, your sister. It doesn't matter what color you are. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and you have to be bold. You have to be bold enough to say, you know what? This may cause me harm. I might die today because of this, but I'm not afraid to die because I'm standing up for something that I believe in. Mm-hmm. And if I need to go out as a martyr, so be it. You know, um, and, and and it can come from anywhere. Again, I'm going back to scripture. If anyone knows about Saul, Saul was the biggest opponent of the church. Until Saul had a literal eye-opening experience, and saw the right way of the teachings of Christ, then he became Paul. And then he became the biggest cheerleader for the church, writing many, many books of what we see in the Bible. So, but then, too, every disciple under Jesus died a martyr's death of it in time. John was his loyal friend from the beginning to the end, and he died of old age. 
every one of those other disciples died a martyr's death because they stood up for what was right, even if it meant losing their lives. That's black leadership. That's leadership of any kind. That's leadership that I can believe in. Okay. That's solid. That's, and then what that's, about, that's what about uh, you can take that to the bank. But what about but what about like uh I hear that, but what about first you know, acting on a diplomacy first and if diplomacy works then we have to go through extreme measures. Well, I believe we all should look at diplomacy. Okay. At the end of the day, the difference between war and peace is diplomacy. Okay. Can we can we settle this through words? Can we agree to disagree and then work out a game plan? Sure. That's 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 what it's about. However, if you violate the terms, when you're committed to, okay, all right. Let me say this to my people on Scatter Chatter and to my people right here on Facebook Live. I want you to be really clear to what I am saying. I do not believe that we need to be looting. That's one. I don't believe that our protests need to get so hostile that it becomes a riot. That's one side of that coin. On the other side of that coin, I do know historically, in order for change to happen, force and power meet force and power. It's been I would say this, it's not about my thoughts. It really isn't. We can look at how civilizations have changed in history, and it has come down to force and power meeting force and power. Now, about 10 days ago, when we were sitting here and having this talk on Facebook Live and Instagram, I said, look, there's no reason why people should be going in and burning down public buildings. I said that. I did. I also said in that same breath, as being Christ-like, that's crazy. I, um, and some people may say I'm hypocritical. You may not. But I believe that in order for us to achieve immediate change, Law enforcement needs to know if you do something wrong, if you do something wrong, if you do something out of pocket, if you do something that police brutality, that you should be dealt with swiftly. There's no way that those four police officers should be in their home, resting their heads, without having some kind of conflict. I said, if you're going to burn down something, burn down their house. Make them uncomfortable. They made the whole world uncomfortable. I said that. I did. And I'm probably one of the most level-headed people you're going to ever come in contact with. That was Old Testament. It was coming from my heart. An eye for an eye. I didn't even say kill them. I did not say take them out of their house, beat them, lynch them, burn them to a pulp. 
I didn't say anything like that. I didn't. But I did say make them uncomfortable. And to a lot of people, they feel me. They feel as though law enforcement will not change their methodology until people in general make them uncomfortable. Yeah. I said it. I said it, though. I said it on Scatterchat. But even yesterday we made a made it a point to make a distinction between the three. There's the there's riots, there's protesting and there's looting. And the looting and the riots aren't necessarily coming from the people for Black Lives Matter and for the George Floyd stuff. These are mainly the people that are being paid to create chaos amongst us to create like a, a bigger problem than it needs to be. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I so we so we made a clear people, we made a clear statement about that. That's true. I believe that there are some people in the midst with people who are protesting whose major concern is to wreak havoc. I really do. Whether they're paid or not, that's irrelevant. Because you know right. what? Like I right. said in Domino's, all money ain't good money. If you feel right. as though your right. job in a civil unrest or a protest, is to go into a to someone's store and start looting that store. There's something wrong with you in that. It really is. Hmm. However, however, if you're looking for shock value, if you're looking at shock value only, one can one can um, one can contest that. By by burning down a building, or setting a car on fire, or uh, blocking traffic, has a shock value, has a shock value that gets attention. It does, mm. and that's a bold statement. But at the end of the day, I, I was like, well. I wanted, I wanted to have an understanding of what this civil unrest is going to look like. What are our bullet points? What are we going to be talking about? Yeah. Well, we well we addressed that and made that distinction between those three. I think the next thing we just need to talk about, like, uh, what what can we like, what can we do, or just touch on like, what is what does the the next level of police reform look like? Like, what does that involve? Is it like digging into what it means to have those community community based organizations that do the reviews. Like what does it mean to have the DA do a like what is it what do those things like mean? Like it's easy to say them but how do we define the, those things? Like even just lightly okay. like touching on them. Okay. All right. All right. Like like okay, um, like I like I'll I'll kinda I'll or I'll let you go. No, no, no. You have a prime example of that already, right? You have the city of Atlanta. You have a mayor who is active on he's active on making sure that our police commissioner is on point. That police mm-hmm. commissioner, um, some students, some students were handled kind of rough. They were fired immediately. Right. Well, let's look at let's look at the city of Atlanta. Atlanta is over 50% black. Uh-huh. We have a black mayor, and the black mayor 
It has a white uh, police commission, but they work hand in hand to make sure that injustices will not be tolerated. Okay. They have, they have a district attorney's office that will not that will throw the whole book at bad police behavior, and it starts okay. at the very top and it works its way down. Let me say that again. So, starts at the very top. It works its way down. So okay. your district attorney, your police commissioner, your uh, mayor are all mm-hmm. on the same page when it comes down to brutality, misconduct, and injustice. Okay. And L.A. doesn't have that. So basically what you're saying, it sounds like we should take a page out of the book of Atlanta and other they should do the same and then make adjustments for where we are. That part. Let's look at it, for example. If anyone is old enough to know the Atlanta child murder, if anyone is on Scatter Chatter, if anyone is on Facebook Live and remembers the Atlanta child murder, this happened about 40 years ago. Wayne Williams, a black man, was accused of several of those killings. Okay? Uh-huh. Years later, they're reopening that case because they don't believe he did. The mayor, the police commissioner, and the district attorney's office all working together and saying, hey, this deserves another looking over. <laughs> And my, oh. and my friends on, on Facebook Live, yes, they fired six police officers in Atlanta. They're not tolerating it, right? They are not playing in Atlanta. Right. You have to stay above or stay within that box and color within those lines. If you don't do so, you will be fired. Right. So along you know, with but, that, maybe possibly you might want to add like a uh, Maybe an ethnocentric uh, sensitivity training for every officer, a thorough one, along with a psycho evaluation after they take the test before they're put on the street. That works. But let me, yeah. um, let me ask this, right? Yeah, sure. Um, have you ever cheated on a test? Of course, I have. Okay, okay. I think everybody so, has. Who hasn't? I haven't. Lie. <laughs> there, there, there may have been some tests that I had some advantage over. I can't yeah, tell I mean, you what did you, that happen. If you get open book, you know what I'm saying? You still have something on it. Right. So with that being said, if we're talking about sensitivity training. And, okay. Uh, all right, so if you're if you're saying that, the question at hand is, can you look like you're not a racist on the outside, but be a racist on the inside? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I get that, but you can't you can't cheat on a test that has like rigorous like rigorous. Going, it's not just watching a video like you do in high school. It's like a little bit more. I said, and then I backed it up with a psych evaluation test too. You can't okay. cheat those. 
You can you can't. You probably could find a way, but I doubt most probably ninety percent of the time you can't cheat that shit. Okay. Well, and and you know what? And that's just a good way of saying it. Because to me, I don't believe that you can you can't look I've I've told people many a time, you can't look inside the heart of a man or a woman. Right? I, well, I kind of disagree with, with modern advances in science and technology. You literally can with an fMRI scan. Okay. All right. You got me. Um, <laughs> I've so, seen it done. But when, I'm, but when I'm saying, I guess, in a sense, not necessarily the literal, but in the, the metaphorical, um, people, if they know how to write down the right answer. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, some people may act one way on camera and act a different way away from that camera. Yeah, uh, they they do. But but that shit will get caught. That catches up with you. If you've taken a rigorous test, like, you're going to get caught. You're going to get caught. Because your acts and deeds have to be the same, and that's part of the, the police reform thing. Like, you do, they do the background check. They see how you were in school. Like, did you hurt any animals? Did you do anything like bad behavior type shit? And then, you know, you do your test, and then boom. that's Then you're in. If not, then no, you can't do it. What are you doing? But, and the people okay, that are but, getting that administering yeah. the test and the leadership need to, like, do a, another thorough, ba- thorough check as far as testing, to make sure those people are adequate to go out onto the streets and police them. But again, right, it comes still down to it. What what people may see me do versus how I think may be something different. Now, we hope that through our actions, we can see consistency. Like um, a yeah. friend of mine, she said, implicit, hear this one out, she said, implicit bias test in intercultural communication training. Are a must, and she said that. But she's on the same page that you're talking about. Some kind of criteria or some kind of testing that will kind of weed out the bad apples. Yeah, and then, but, and then not only that, then but here's the thing: after you do that, I, it's going to lower the chance of it happening. I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, but it'll greatly, significantly change that, right? So you you do that, follow their misconduct records. Like if they have any like right. misconduct after that. So it's like a, it's like a four or five level tier like system for them to do it, for them to like you know incorporate that into the system. Right. Okay. Wait. Wait. To lessen the I'm chance. Not... To lessen the chance wait. of that happening. Okay. I, I want to be clear on something for all of my people on Scatter Chatter, for those who are watching me on Facebook Live. You and I, Ray, are on the same page. It is right. not as if it is not as if we are not on the same page. Okay. What I would think was, even with the most vigorous training, if a police officer just knows the right answers, will he or she write those answers? And we are under the belief system that, yeah, they're a little bit more tolerant. Yes, they're a little bit more understanding of the communities that they have to police. Until you get into the situation. 
Yeah, and I'm going to ask them to tell good people. And then I'm going to say we need to vote them out of office. You know, I have a really scary thought that I was just uh, was playing with earlier, like while we're on the topic. Okay. It, you know, it, it it feels like if things don't go the way that we're kind of like thinking about playing with right now, I feel like corporations are going to start like building their own police military forces and funding them. Mm. In and order for them the stuff, and, it, and incorporating in order the for like that we're saying. In order for them to be doing that, I believe it would have to be outsourced. And I really don't believe that the cities want to outsource their police departments. They they are willing to outsource their police. They are willing to outsource but I don't think the police I'm curious curious if, like, on low-key, if if somebody's already outsourced that and it just hasn't been brought to the front, and then maybe after all this stuff that's going on, Will that come to, to fruition? Like after all the the COVID stuff and after the riots and stuff, will there be like corporate sponsored like police and military forces that are a little bit more thorough, and then they'll, they'll incorporate to our current system? Well, the military forces have been outsourced the private company. That's nothing new. Um, again, prison have. Um, I believe that there is a fundamental danger. There's a fundamental danger when the people who are supposed to uphold your law are out for to a cop. Hmm. If that means that. So, yeah. I think that's what, like something I think of... the city may not want to go into. So, you know, uh, for all you listeners that have like kids or you just play video games it's like this uh i forget what episode of call of duty it was but there was an episode of call of duty where the guy was uh funded by a corporation he still he formed a military group <laughs> and they had like all the top weapons AI and all that crazy stuff but then it was, it was for some other reason or whatever and again my people again for the scatter chatter audience for my folks on Facebook Live, and just um, um, if you have questions on Facebook Live, if you have questions on Chatter, just leave them. Um, put them up so I can see them, so I can share it. But we, I mean, we're extending our show, and I do want to hear some of the questions. Um, I've seen some great comments on Facebook Live, but I am interested in the interaction. Um, right. There is a, there is this special time right now in our history where an injustice has gained so much attention that it's worth having a dialogue. Right. And not saying that all of those others who have lost their lives to police brutality and senseless killing did not, did not. But what I am saying is, the timing is different. And so we should have some real-life questions to be able to address to those people in power to be. Oh, uh, one more thing I want to add to what we're talking about, the police reform. So you know how they have the the community watch websites that show you, like, the crime reports and whatever? I think – Yeah, I did see that when I was in L.A. 
So I'm thinking maybe there needs to be like kind of like I seen this site. I just caught a hold of it from FreeThink on uh, Instagram, and it's called the Citizen uh-huh. Police Data Project. Maybe they need to do do the same thing for every city in the United States and possibly even globally. It's like a, a project that they came up where they have this the the stats and the misconduct reports for all the officers. And then they do like a data map based upon like what they did or whatever. And then they determine that they put that all in and then they go ahead. I don't know if that's a public record, but it sounds like a great idea. Again, it's about, it's about police officers being transparent above board and um, above reproach. I think that's very interesting. Who do we have out there? You know, because mm-hmm. after that, so after that, the community starts to police itself. Right. Here's something that's going to be offbeat. You guys, um, I spent a day um, in gun permit class, eight-hour class, um, to get my gun permit. And I tell you, it was eight hours well spent, for real. Um, I am very much, I am very much on my way to having an open carry license in the state of Tennessee. That has been viewed and said it was okay in 36 other states. Um, it was a happy and proud moment for me. Um, I hope and pray that I never, ever, ever, ever have to point my weapon at someone because. I'm in fear of my life. Hmm. But in today's climate, in today's climate, it seems like that makes all the sense in the world to be able to arm yourself. Right. You know, so at at the age 50, at the age 50, I finally said, you know what? I am going to invest in the Second Amendment right that I have, bear arms. And then you guys, Ray had talked about, did you get the little pack like the, you know, the the, the pistol, the AR-15, and like, what was it, a shotgun or something? Shotgun? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I think you were telling me about like this little three-pack, I think. Oh, the, the packs that people have, the kit. Yeah, the little three-piece kit. I was like, wow. I don't know if I'm there yeah. yet, but. But, you know, um, there are these moments and times when I'm thinking, man, do I need to arm myself and be ready for whatever comes my way? Wow. So just, yeah. just think about living, right? Just think about living that I'm really into. I really love living. I don't know about yeah. you guys out there in the audience, but I really love living. I love the idea of going to sleep. And being, and being given a chance to wake up the next day. Yeah. I really like the idea of being able to leave my house and do whatever errands and come back home alive. That sounds pretty cool, Will. It is. It really is cool, you guys. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> I've been blessed. Yeah, I've been blessed to be able to do that. So I wish to continue that. <laughs> I wish to continue that. Um, but, uh, huh? 
better when you have a better policing system. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, one last thing, if we're if we don't get any callers, I want to talk about like people like asking how they can help or telling your friends how they can help. Uh, one thing I was wanted to hit on was uh, you know, helping black businesses or black entrepreneurs. Like uh-huh. your friends may not necessarily need your services, but they they can always like support you by saying, "Hey, man, you got a marketing budget." Hey man, can I contribute to that? I don't necessarily want what you got selling, but I know you. You're my friend. I don't want to buy that, but can I contribute to your marketing budget? Or do you have like marketing pieces? Or who can I tell about your service and like kind of be a salesman and a cheerleader wow. for that that product or service that they're offering? Quality, you know what I'm saying? And if it's not quality, coach them into making it quality. Tell them, be like, yo, your shit sucks. This is why. And if you make it not suck, then I can help you, and I'll help you sell your stuff. I think people, um, they have a term for that. It's called investors. Yeah. And it's not necessarily monetary investment. It's just, you know. Yeah. If I I believe in a product or a service, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's that's one way that, you know, people can kind of help. Um, I've been putting some stuff on Instagram on how they can help. You know, if you're not, if you're non-black, like, watch, like, some of the stuff. You know, if you haven't watched Roots, start there. Watch Color Purple. Read some books. Uh, White Fragility is one big book that a lot of people are, are promoting and telling people to read. Uh, you know, read things on that nature so you can kind of, like, understand, like, our our perspective and then you know have those conversations like ask your friends like hey do you think I'm racist or am I saying stuff wrong or if you you know and then feel uncomfortable about it a little bit and then try not to do it or do it less and then if you're around people that are doing things that you feel are racist towards you know black folks stop them talk to them you know what I'm saying or pull them to the side afterwards if it's in a heated moment and be like yo do you think that was right what you did to just make them think about what they were doing. Um, I've had no problems making sure that my friends understand where I come from. Um, yeah. You know, I I pray for my friends. Um, I let them know that I love them and that I care for them. Um, I don't want you to go a day without knowing how I feel about you. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that's important. Every day is precious. A um, friend of mine was talking about having a heart transplant in September. That's wow. Yeah, that's wow. big. I might have to have. I'm gonna have a side conversation with you, uh, Miss Crutcher, uh, about that. Um, but wow, that, that kind of threw me off guard, y'all. But but you know. Um, I think, I think my, I think friends, associates, my haters. Um, I don't know if I have any. I don't think I have any enemies or many of them. But it's, um, I believe, when it comes down to it, people of the world have a heart condition. 
they genuinely have a heart heart condition, and the question at hand is, do they have a cancer within them that destroys them, or do they have a heart of gold and they wish to share in their love and their caring of of their fellow man? That is a condition that is only answered by that individual. Mm-hmm. Um, know that, you know, if I disagree with you, if you and I don't see eye to eye, that does not mean that we're not friends or we're not associates, that we agree to disagree. And in this climate, mm-hmm. you know, I think we get too sensitive and we want to say, okay, I'm going to get rid of every friendship it comes my way and doesn't agree with how I think. I think right. that I think that's narrow mindedness. I think we need to adjust ourselves and listen. We need to listen to people. Mm-hmm. That's what that's all yeah. all this 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 you know this organized confusion, that's all it's about. Someone yeah. did not listen, someone did not pay attention, someone did not Show any empathy or sympathy, and um, there was a there was a chain reaction to it. And I think um, the sooner we the sooner we get into a better place, the better. Yeah. So I know we sat here and just talked our heads off, but but you know, at the end of the day, I want to engage with people. I want to talk with you guys. I want to be able to share my thoughts, my experiences. I want to gain um, new perceptions from your thoughts and your um, your interactions. And let's figure some stuff out. Because yeah, and, and, it's the story when they say, "Oh, go ahead." Uh, yeah, and let's not forget that that COVID is still out there. <laughs> People are still rioting and protesting. The cooties is still out there. You said it yesterday. You said the cooties are still out there. Uh, my homegirl Candy, uh, she said, uh, so is is COVID is uh, the the Corona over or is it half time? I thought that was just hilarious. <laughs> I was, it, 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 you know, she's awesome. Uh, Candy is just awesome. She's crazy. She's almost as crazy as me, right? So um, if, if there's it, almost if there's such a thing. <laughs> so I tell you, um, um, the internet is undefeated, bro. There's never a dull moment that's out there. Um, we need to um, be able to talk to each other. We need to figure it out because what is going to happen is the leaders of the world are going to say, okay. What do y'all want? And we ain't gonna have an answer. Mm. That's what my biggest fear is. People of power asking people who don't have that power, what is it you want? And we don't have a good answer. Yeah. Let's hope we hope we do have an answer. Man. So yeah. Um that's all I got, right? Okay. That's all the thoughts that I have. Do you feel, uh, do you feel this? You, maybe do you want to ask your Facebook friends and see if the, do we, we need to have I a have. follow-up dialogue? Do, do we touch on everything? 
Yeah, um, and we'll and we can we can push the dialogue even more, you guys. Um, I believe that um, I want to open up and say, anyone who's on Facebook Live, if you have again a question or um, um, some additional statements, um, how do you think we can get to a better place? Um, no, I didn't. Um, they were asking me if I saw the, um, the funeral. Um, no, I was in uh, my gun permit class about the day. Hey there, Auntie, how you doing? Um, I was in my gun permit class the whole day, and um, it was in the middle of the day. So by the time I got out and I turned my phone on, I was just getting hit with messages and emails. Um, oh, and right, I needed um. I needed uh, seventy. I needed a score of seventy for my for my gun range. I got ninety one, bro. Oh wow! Congrats. Yeah, yeah, ninety one percent of my bullets started. You were not playing. I was not playing, bro. And y'all better y'all better um watch out for me. <laughs> I ain't playing. I ain't playing out there. But you know, it was a piece of paper. It wasn't shooting back at me. Oh, okay, not this time. Yeah, not this time. So you know, there it is. But yeah, I needed a seventy a score, seventy on my test, and score ninety-one. I was like, man, it was pretty cool. I'm good. So, Going um, after it. So my people, um. Again, um, whether I'm on Facebook Live now, uh, whether you send me um, um, a message through Messenger or on my um, on my uh, on my wall, if you're having questions that you want to kind of pose to us on Scatter Chatter, feel free to do so. Me and Randy do Scatter Chatter, and we post it up live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio. Going to be sending you guys out. Uh, a link to the page uh, on my Facebook page so you have it um, so you can kind of chime in. Um, we'll take on phone calls. Um, we're we're going to keep this in the culture. And, um, man, thanks for being on the show. Yeah. And uh, I don't really have any parting thoughts. Just saying just be careful out there. Don't forget the cooties are still out there. Mask the up. Wash your hands. You know what I'm saying? Stay safe, you know, and uh, if you, and I think probably from these two dialogues, I would say, like, if you can, don't be afraid to be that one person that tries to make change, like, find the people that will help you write a proposal to send it to your local government officials, make the calls. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're open to ideas if you have a proposal that's written out decently, you have your financial part, portion of it, your executive yeah. summary of some sort, you know. Do that if if you feel that necessary. I'm sure. I think that a lot of these councilmen are within arm's reach. You don't have to like be afraid of them. You can just submit it to their office or whatever through the right channels. Uh, and then you know, take some time and understand what it is to uh, what the legislative branch of the government is like. How it works. Like, do you know what an alderman is? Start there. Google it. You can Google that. Take less than five yeah. minutes. And, you know, and apply the Kaizen method to it. Like, just do it a little bit at a time. You don't have to take the elephant on all at once. 
just do a little bit every day. And I assure you, probably by the month's end, you'll probably know more than half the people that are around you. And then share that information that you know with other people that are around you. And then it just gets better from there. And then, and then, um, oh, and I would say listen to Killer Mike too. <laughs> you know, yeah. start uh, um, grow your grow your own food, learn a trade, start a business, well, work well, with other businesses, can. and start buying land and property. <laughs> Run the jewels, man. They had um, they just dropped down a new record. Yep. Uh huh. RTJ Four. Dropped it out. I, I'll mm-hmm. listen to it today. So yeah, um, probably off the chain. It Always is, win. man. Always. So, um, till next time, my people. Um, All right. Take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Engage with one another. Embrace the differences. See if you can come up with some common ground. Yeah, and that's it. We out. We out. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.